We're live. What's going on? Hey, uh, g'day Hello. everyone. We're here. We're here with our friend all the way from the Netherlands. Now he's actually an Australian, but he's over in the Netherlands, and we're gonna dig into why I'm. I'm so. Oh, I'm sure we will. But uh, a big, massive welcome <laughs> to Josh Monk. Thanks for joining us yeah. at five to five in the morning over there. Oh, that is, uh, so that's early. dedication to the podcast, my man. No worries. I would wake up for this every day if I needed to. Oh, I think I'd probably get tired of doing it. Yeah, anything, yeah, so yeah. Like every, every day at four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've yeah, got no, things no, to talk about. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah, it's good to have you, man. Right. We're uh, looking forward to digging into a little bit about your music and stuff like that. But um, before we get started into music, tell us about why you're in why you're in Europe instead of Sydney. So the super simple answer is my girlfriend is Dutch. Okay. Yep. So yeah, makes sense. We, we do a bit That'll of do it. <laughs> <laughs> we do a bit of global ping pong, I suppose, when it comes to Australia and the Netherlands. So we were in Australia for a little bit um, last last year. We stayed in Tassie and uh, it was funny, like on the plane, both of us were kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have left Tassie. Like Tassie's just the place. Yeah, you like Tassie, um, do you? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. slow pace. There's lots of mountains. It's the most, apparently it's the most mountainous island on the world, in the world. Yeah, wow. right. Okay. I've never been Which there. Is, hey. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pace is really nice. The people are lovely. Uh the weather's the weather was good and uh nice beaches. I'm a mountain biker and there's an, okay. an amazing uh bike park there as well. And uh yeah, it was just and we also we were also super lucky with the place that we found to rent because it was like a like a three bedroom, two story house for like five hundred dollars a week. And we're yeah, like, okay. how the hell do we find this? And that's that's like the nicest thing. Cause I'm used to, you know, in Sydney it's like a five hundred five hundred dollar a week place is like Shoebox. a very small one bedroom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So um to have that place, we were just like we shouldn't leave. And then we came to the Netherlands and it got cold and dark and wet and windy and flat very quick. <laughs> oh, and, really? uh, I was like, oh, gonna be fun <laughs> yeah and so it's there is it winter over there at the moment then or what it's it's currently winter yeah so yep. um i think yesterday was like two degrees and wow. uh, yeah i'm i'm not built for this climate and i've struggled a lot yeah. thankfully though the last time i was here um it was considerably worse because there was covid going on yep. i think august 2020 is when uh obviously well, sorry, August 2020 is when I landed here. Um, and then during that November, December period was like curfews and mm. it was dark. It was so dark. Yeah, and right. I think I, I think as a as a coping mechanism, I didn't realize it was a coping mechanism until um, I, I thought about it later on. But I just got into uh, playing video games and just watching stuff, but just like like for nine or 10 hours at a time, like just not moving because I was like, well, what else is there to do? Yeah. And I ended up putting like a thousand hours into Doom Eternal. Like I was wow. just stuck on it. And I mean, I love that game so much. I was kind of happy doing that. But yeah. at the same time, looking back on it, I was thinking, oh man, I think I could have done something a bit more productive. Like yeah. maybe make start making my music earlier. Cause I yeah. only made, um, I only started making Sugar Spy music until, um, I arrived back in Australia 
in August 2021. Right. And that was when I was in the, the mandatory lockdown, so uh, the mandatory quarantine rather. So I was taken from the flight straight into a hotel and then stuck there for two weeks. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm back in Australia now. So that's okay. And uh, I just started making music in the hotel room for two weeks. And then, How'd you uh, find being put in there for two weeks? I actually, I really liked it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Okay. I, I don't mind being, uh, I guess, by myself and I don't mind having, uh, I mean, look, ideally I'd like the windows to open, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I, I guess it was a whole year that I was also trying to fight to get a visa. So I spent mm. about, I'd say the best part of nine or eight months stressing about whether I was allowed to be in that country or not. Yeah. Okay. And it was quite exhausting. So to be back in a country or at least back in a place in which you're actually allowed to be that, that just feeling that that feeling kind of just washed over me uh, for two weeks. So I was just really yeah. happy and relaxed. And, yeah. um, I think that's where, that's why my creative side kind of came back again, because I yeah. really wasn't doing much. I felt in terms of music production or creation when I was in the Netherlands, just because I was so stressed about stuff. So yeah, yeah. I immediately just started feeling everything coming out and it was so wonderful. So yeah, yeah. two weeks was not enough apparently. Yeah, right. So yeah, how long did it take good. you to then write these songs and, and did you record them as soon as you got out of the studio, uh, the hotel? So uh, my friend Connor actually brought my guitar from my place to the hotel and he said, hey, if you're bored, man, here's your guitar. And I said, oh, thank you. And I just started writing music in the hotel. Um, yeah. He brought his little interface for me and I just had like, I had logic on my computer. So I just started making stuff. I actually had my microphone too because I, I bought um, this, yep. this delicious Shaw SM7B mic. It's like what everyone uses, but damn, it's such a weapon of a thing yeah um, yeah yeah I, I brought this back to australia from the netherlands because it was cheaper to buy in the netherlands and i was actually doing some vocals in the hotel room yeah right and, okay um i was like i don't fucking care yeah honestly. they would have been like, hearing you from down the hallway fucking screaming away give yeah yeah a shit That's i've spent it. a year stressing it's my time like i'm just gonna scream now if you think that i'm dying it's okay like yeah exactly a lot of people are probably stressing yeah um Get some, so, uh, yeah. get some hotel security on the gang vocals when they come to like, do a fucking <laughs> welfare check. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hi, we uh, we just wanted to see if you're doing okay. It's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, great. Can you just come in here and yell, your face looks better bleeding for me? That'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, well, let's take it back. Buried in Verona? Yeah, that's yeah. the, yeah. yeah. Good pickup. Good pickup. That took up. me. That's yeah. a way back. That's um, back to yo-yos. Well, oh, speaking wow. of taking back, we always like to start, uh, especially when we talk about the music stuff, um, about, I guess, you know, where your music journey starts. So talk us through, um, obviously, you're a guitarist. Um, when did you pick that up? What is, what's your kind of journey with music as a whole um, from a kid to, to where you are now? Okay. So when I was, I think I was seven, um, I started playing the trumpet. Okay. And yeah, right. Yeah, that was, that, I think that's easily um, the foundation for where my appreciation and understanding for music came from, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, right. Um, okay. I think you're our first I, trumpeteer I, we've ever had. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had a musketeer. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting tr 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 trumpeter. 
Trumpist. But yeah, I think you're the first Trumpist, let's call it, uh, that we've had on the podcast. So that's uh, Trump. There you go. You, you got another title. Earliest pod that we've ever recorded in terms Man, of your yeah. time. And first and brass. First, first brass. Oh, <laughs> surely we've had someone else that's. Have we had any some brass. saxophonists? Someone else that must be a brass hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to go back through the catalogue. But either way, you're, I think you're the first trumpet player that I can remember. Someone will get in the DMs and be like, mate, we had this conversation six weeks ago. I yeah. told you about my my oboe, but... Um, <laughs> my fucking tuba. I can't believe I, this whole time I'm playing, I've been playing trumpet, I've never heard the term brass hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think, I do love I a pun. I am so, so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. Well, you can use that one any other time when you're Thank talking you. with, your, with your trumpet Thank friends. You. So I'm surprised that you haven't had any um, trumpet making its way into the old sugars pine stuff. Yeah. That's not true. Oh, in, oh really? Is there one that we uh, is, we missed with a bit of trumpet in, in there, is there? In in a song called Sensation, it's uh, it's like towards the end. Yeah. It just kind of stops. It's after this like big chaotic like duga duga dun dun duga duga dun dun and then it yeah. stops and then you just hear this and that's actually a trumpet but with like a with a bit crusher plug in oh, um, sick. and like basically it's just like down sampled yeah. distortion way up and yeah. so there's a little bit of trumpet in there okay oh, there hidden it, hidden trumpet it, it, though hidden yeah hidden behind fucking plugins this, hidden behind plugins big yeah, time yeah. but it um yeah i was like oh there needs to be something creepy here and i just I, I, for some reason that day um i was i was like oh i haven't played my trumpet in a while so i just like pulled it out of its case and I was like, oh, this is fun. And I just yeah, put the microphone on. I was just starting to play stuff and I thought this is perfect. Yeah, that's but, killer. Um, yeah, but, but going back to when I was starting, so yes, I think I got it when I was about seven and then I practiced trumpet for about 15 or 16 years or something. Wow. Um, yeah, so I've got like a lot of a jazz background. Okay. Um, uh, like one of my favorite singers actually is Ella Fitzgerald and uh, her... I guess just the way that she sings that really that beautiful kind of lofty tone was something that influenced my vocals as well, at least in the singing part of things. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that that was like from from when I was seven all the way through high school. I was in a jazz band, and nice um, I was I was in the uh, the what do you NSWEE is the acronym uh, New South Wales Wind Ensemble. I think mm-hmm. I, that was. Um, so that was fun. NSWEE. NSWEE. <laughs> something like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then i was also thinking about this yesterday because it's the 20-year anniversary of meteor from lincoln park i was thinking when did i actually start listening to these guys and i think it was when i was about seven or something years old because i played guitar for the first time around that kind of time as well quick side note did you listen to the new unreleased song that just came out what'd you think of it yeah you know what if they released it if chester were alive and they released that song today and went hey we got a new song i think it reminds me of meteora but it's yeah. like not a hundred percent yeah me that's why they probably left it out yeah. i feel because it's yeah, not exactly. a full meteora yeah. track yeah however i was a little i don't, I don't want to say emotional but i was kind of like a bit sad hearing his voice and then the yeah. lyrics too I was mm. like, and it was a this. big chorus like i think that was the 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 song didn't Absolutely. have a lot of other substance i think they obviously nailed the chorus but they weren't able to get the rest 
yeah. uh, down, like, you know what I mean? Find something to really exactly. make the rest pop. But that chorus exactly. was like, absolute. Have you listened to it, Ties? I listened to like the first half of it. Um, I didn't get to hear the, the full thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but the chorus was just like the, the pinnacle of Chester's yeah. you know, ability. And, uh, but yeah, I just don't, there was nothing else in the song that really was a game changer. You can see why it just probably didn't make the cut, but still cool to yep. hear something, you know, unreleased with his voice all mm. these years later. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the thing. That's what makes it more special. Like yeah. it could have just been a vocal track of him singing, I don't know, um, back in black. It could have been the most ridiculous thing, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope they've got yeah, a few more all- now. I'm like, surely there's something else that, like, oh, you know, yeah, they'd th- have to have I fucking think heaps. Wall of Sound said they have like six more or something like yeah, that. Oh, shit. I think I'll, I'm, yeah, I'm going to wow. have to reread the article, but yeah, I'm super excited because I went down the rabbit hole yesterday and started listening to Meteor and everything. And I was yeah. like, oh, so many good songs so in that much. album, man. Yeah. And Holy hope, crap! Hybrid theory as well. Yeah, hybrid theory. Yeah. Imagine, Hopefully they've got a hybrid that theory. Being your unreleased. first album. Yeah, I know. Right. album. God, yeah. I know. shits me. It's like that, and then the self-title from Slipknot. It's like imagine that being your first freaking album. Filling with a smile. Yeah. Parkway Drive is the one we <laughs> always talk about. Yeah. Don't close your eyes. Was their first album? Was it? Oh, oh yeah, that thought, was that was an yeah. EP, wasn't it? That was an EP. I thought. Is yeah. EP? Oh, yeah. EP okay, with, but yeah, uh, killing with a smile nonetheless. Give me, give me a D. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a classic. When give me yeah. a D comes to that's like the perfect opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to melt your face off. So you oh, like? Anyway, we keep yeah. getting sidetracked. You like um, Slipknot? You like Slipknot? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love Slipknot. It's so funny you mentioned that because when I was listening to some of your songs, I actually got a bit of a Slipknot vibe from it. Hey. Just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, well, no, enough for me to mention um, it now. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, the first song, which was called "Go Outside," um, the, that was the one that I recorded in quarantine. Super Slipknot influenced. Yeah. Um, and you can you can easily hear it too. There's like um, there's like a what do you call it? A scratch pad. Um, then there's there's one thing as well that was super Slipknotty, but I forgot now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like vocally. Um, Corey in his Iowa era. I think every metal vocalist in my kind of area of, of style or whatever or whatever you want to call it says this. But yeah, around his Iowa era, like a massive influence for me. Mm. Just raw, unfiltered rage coupled yeah. with a delicious amount of distortion. Like perfect. Yeah. So fucking nice. Yeah, no, Slipknot, big influence, 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to oh, say yes. that the first thing I learned on guitar was um, the opening what would you call it melody on like the harmonic melody for it to easier to run by mm, lincoln yep. park yeah no shit because uh, it's like kind of kind of simple yeah it's like what, what five notes or something um but yeah I, I just remember being like oh mom watch this and then i'm playing like this cute little melody she's like oh that's nice like you're learning nice music that's cool and then like six months yeah. later i'm like mom check this one out it's like static x and then it goes oh, to wow. mom check this one out it's like diseased and the poison by carnifex genesis by job for a cowboy cleansing wow. wow. and she's she just like, got progressively heavier and heavier yeah she's like what happened <laughs> did, yeah. we, did we fail you I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> where did it go wrong <laughs> Yeah, when, yeah, when you're playing J when you're playing J you know, some some shit's happened. Shit's done yeah, changed. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the f- no, the the first album I bought on C D was Disease and the Poison by Carnifex, and then it was Genesis. And that yep. was man. I didn't even know what they sounded like when I like until I bought that C D. And when I think Bearing the Serpent's Lamb, it's the first track of that album. Holy shit. I think I was like fourteen or something mm. when I heard this. Yeah. And I was like, 
is this what metal sounds like? Like really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was completely sold on it after. Yeah, it's full. Was of there like saved. a was there an other influence of something earlier? Because obviously that's a big jump from Lincoln Park. So was there something else like around that kind of yeah. was your segue into that stuff? Yeah, you know the video game SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, yeah. fucking oath, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, obviously, there's a pretty sick ass soundtrack on that. I can't remember which um, which year it was, but I think maybe 2004. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to think, because then that I would have been nine. Yeah, something like that. Um, there's Power Man 5000 on that and Static X, and I remember yeah. hearing Start of War by Static X and being like, oh. This is really fast, angry music. I'm kind of interested in this. This yeah. is like a really, really angry Linkin Park. And then yeah. uh, I, uh, yeah, I started listening to that. And then uh, my mom was like, "Oh, just you know, like, is it is it heavy?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy, mom." <laughs> trying to be trying to be all edgy, I suppose. When I was like ten or something, like, "Yeah, this yeah. is metal." Um, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I just got I went straight down the rabbit hole after that. Wayne Static's voice, like, because it was just that really perfect uh, kind of gravelly uh yeah gravelly aggressive tone i was like this is super cool and i was always like amazed by his hair because it's like it yeah 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 straight up, up. <laughs> yeah yeah i was like oh so cool you're a cool <laughs> guy um and then uh yeah i guess it just it just snowballed from there and then with slipknot i found slipknot via big like a, a big day out live footage thing on channel v mm. um i was just like i was around the lounge room of the house and then that was just playing in the background. I turned around. And I was like, "Oh, these guys are wearing masks. That's kind of cool." And they start playing "Pulse of the Maggots," and I was like, "Holy crap! This is the coolest thing I've yeah, ever heard." Yeah, that's a good like, song, guys, man. That's a good song. "Pulse of the Maggots" is out of this world. Yeah, good. Volume yeah. Three is just a fantastic album, and there's not a single swear word on it, which is really funny. Yeah. I've never even noticed that. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, after Iowa one of the there was some critic who basically said Corey taylor can't write a song unless it's got fuck or shit in it because he uses those as filler words and yeah. he <laughs> and he took that personally and uh i guess as a as a response the next album yeah had zero swear words no in it because shit. he wanted to wanted to prove to people that he just didn't rely yeah. on those words to, and then the to album after that he's swearing again yeah for sure yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah off duty <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but yeah, so Pulse of the Magus was the first song I heard from them, and that's uh, that's a hundred percent when my brain was like, okay, this is this is the music that is going to be stuck with me for the rest of my life, and mm. yeah, just from then it just kind of got, I guess, better or worse depending on how you see it. But I'd say better. Um, yeah, just got nice. into the like the gnarliest stuff I could find. I remember in high school I tried to like make my name, m- make a name for myself as like the guy with the heaviest music on his iPod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some fantastic stuff that I found. No shit. I guess yeah, Anal Cunt, of course, was one of the heavy ones, but oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, just, yeah. it just gets worse. I even found one called Japanese Torture Comedy Hour, and that's literally just noise. Like, it, the genre is noise. Oh, really? And, yeah, and it's just like, just noise. It's just yeah, pure noise. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, my um, God. And you're like, just, that the, needs to be on my iPod. <laughs> Yeah, uh, people are like, what's the heaviest thing? I'm like, <clears throat> listen to this. Like, it's, yeah. it's just noise. I'm like, it literally is. They it's just white. It's just white noise. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, just TV like, static. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a mixture of TV static screaming with like full on distortion, guitars downtuned, overtuned, and just just stuff, and just obviously lots of synth layers and stuff. Mm. Um, funnily oh, enough, wow. uh, the opening track for that EP, I, I can't remember what it is, but I'll have to find out for you. That actually influence the start of gutter paint which is like their yeah like that kind of um almost sounds like predators 
wrist detonator with yeah. the yeah. before it explodes. Um, yeah, that was influenced by Japanese torture comedy. Yeah, hour, right. Actually. Okay. Yeah. No shit. There you go. So is uh, yeah. did you did you like have any bands when you were in, when you were a teenager? Like, did you have any stuff there before? Obviously, we get into the Sugar Spine. What's your kind of connection to yeah. to music and bands or creating music when yeah. you were a teenager as well? Um, so I think from the moment I was like fourteen, um, that's when I properly got my first electric guitar and started making metal. But before that, I had an acoustic. I think when I was like twelve or thirteen, started making just um, just just acoustic songs and um oh yeah after i got my electric which was an axle wave point it's the, the most metal the most cheap ass metal guitar you could see is it a bass or rich um i don't know it's literally called an axle wave point. okay like, all right it, i just found it at um billy hyde music and i was like oh it's black and it's got a really big spike i want that yeah, one and, yeah, yeah 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 and that, that was it. it had emg pickups though so it was okay just like, yeah cool classics, gang, 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 classics. The whole time. yeah <laughs> um yeah, so uh, I think when I was like 15, I was making some music with some friends and I was like, hey, I've got some songs I wrote, we should play them. And that lasted like two weeks um, because my parents didn't like playing or like us playing metal in the house because we didn't have like a, a space, like a garage to play. It was just yeah. in the living room. So it was oh, just no shit. like wow. full blown death metal. So, I mean, cheers to my parents for at least, you know, allowing that to yeah, happen yeah, once. Yeah. Um, so that didn't work out. And then I think when I got to high school, that's when music properly started to uh, to take shape in a live setting. So I started joining. Well, I guess I guess I put together a band with a couple of my friends. We called that went through name changes. I think we had, we were called like Your World in Flames, and then we ended up just calling ourselves Changes because we were actually uh, we were super influenced by that album from For the Fallen Dreams. Yeah. Um, okay. So we started playing shows at uh, a local place called Yo-Yo's, like the little youth center in uh, French's Forest. And um, yeah, we just had some fun there. So we, we were playing with bands like the Driftwood Theory, which was like a big band for us at the time. So this big Sydney deathcore band. Yeah. With, like, very reminiscent of the Red Shore. Oh, I love yeah, Red Shore. Yeah, Red Shore's I love, man, I love the Red Shore so much. Yeah. I was on an Avarice of Man uh, phase a couple of weeks ago, actually, just going through that album. Yeah, that's, no uh, that's with the that was with the the, the new vocalist. I yeah, think I know Chase the one you're referring Butler. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His vocals are insane, but no one yeah. can come close to. Um, oh, I've forgotten the original vocalist name. Um, yeah, the guy with the long hair. I can't remember his name either. <laughs> yeah, his vocals were just so good, insane. especially in Unconsecrated, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so we started playing uh, stuff like that. Uh, well, we started playing more metalcore kind of stuff. And um, I guess once that kind of died off after, I think it was like maybe when I was like 16, my best friend uh, Pat and I made another band, which was more melodic hardcore kind of stuff called Brightener. And that kind of existed for about a year on, um, after after we left high school. And that was actually, that actually kind of started uh, turning a couple heads and that was yeah, kind cool. of making things happen because it was like a, it was very reminiscent of counterparts and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, for for one song, we released a really cool single and that had Joel from Being As An Ocean uh, yeah, on it. Yeah, no shit. Oh, wow. It was like, a, yeah, it was so, so cool. And then we found out that he was coming, or they were coming to Sydney to do, a, well, they were doing an Australian tour. And, I messaged a friend of mine who was either the booking agent for it or he knew someone. I said, dude, please let us be the opener for the Sydney show. Like yeah. I would I would die. And 
we did. We got on the spot for the um, we got the opening spot for that show, and uh, I went up to Joel and I said, "Hey, man, I don't know if you remember me, but we were sp- speaking and you sang on one of our songs." And he was like, "Yes, hello, so good to meet you." Gave me a big hug and he was just like, "Dude, like I'm so happy to meet you in person. It's so That's cool." Sick. And I said, "I have a question for you." He was like, "Are you playing that song live?" I said, "Yeah." He said. Can I can I do my part? It's like that was yeah, my question. Yeah, so killer. He's the, yeah, so he's the headliner, and you know some bands are kind of like to stay yeah. mysterious and in the background until yeah. they appear. He was the first band. He's like up on stage singing that That's part of killer. the song. So that was like the coolest thing, and that was definitely a moment where I was like, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that band broke up because everyone was doing a whole bunch of different things. Um, so actually one of the guys who was in the band uh, who was the bassist Lockie, he's now the guitarist for dear seattle um, yeah so those guys are so wonderful bray and Lockie, they're just yeah beautiful people um so that band actually ended up breaking up and then i had a, a long stint of not doing a lot of music but i still was making music um i even i was just doing like a lot of uh, Matt Corby-ish kind of music as well in the okay, meantime because cool. I also love to make that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then, but then, yeah, I guess um, kind of time passed and it got to August 2021 when I landed back in Australia and I was just thinking, oh, I'd love to make more music, like really angry music. And yeah. I also wasn't influenced heavily by anything at the time, but I just had a need to make something and that's when the Sugar Spine stuff came out. So, um it's, it's it's probably subconsciously influenced by a lot of stuff. Like I was listening to a lot of Employed to Serve's latest uh, album when uh, I started making the music. I think it's called Conquering. That's a sick album. That's yeah, okay. like such a sick album. And um, yeah, I was like, okay, now's the time to make music. And I started making it. It's like a mixture of thrash, deathcore and hardcore and punk. And I was like, yeah. this is, I'm having so much fun with this, but yeah. I don't know yeah. if anyone else would listen to this. Um, then I put the song out. And then I think three months later, I had like 10,000 views on, on YouTube, on um, the, the Circle Pit, the channel that put, put it up for me. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. For your like, first, for your first like, shot. Was that under first, Sugar Sign? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, was that go uh, outside or? Yeah, it was, that was go outside. Yeah. 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 The lyrics are ridiculous on that one too. Like, that's the thing. Like the, the whole idea for this project was like just have fun so the lyrics were the epitome of having fun it's like what about as useless useless as a bull with tits is what i put in there at one point <laughs> yeah okay, like, yeah yeah sick if, like someone someone who's not australian will be like that's a weird thing to say and yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> well have you have you <laughs> noticed over there in the netherlands that if you speak with your full australian kind of accent they struggle to even understand what you're saying yeah absolutely i, yeah. I don't speak with my full-on australian accent yeah. um i mean to to be fair my accent is not like crazy australian yeah. Um, yeah but i do i do find here that instead of saying can i have a bottle of water i will say can i please have a bottle of water because yeah. they're really, right. like even i was at a, i was at the dying fetus show um last saturday and i just said water and he said water and i was like Vater and he's like, oh, oh okay. no shit! <laughs> he, had to, he had to put the accent on it. <laughs> yeah, Vater, I should believe. Yeah, to Fuck speak a little up. bit of Dutch too. But I mean, that's it. Was also when Dying Fetus was actually playing, so that yeah, been, okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not fair. But yeah, um, I do have to kind of put my accent down a little bit for sure. Yeah, a friend of mine, he was living in um, Switzerland for a bit, um, mm. and he was like, he's stuck over there because of COVID, 
and yeah. he used to uh, listen to our podcast right and he'd be like oh it's so good like hearing the boys just like chat the way you chat and talk shit and whatever and then yeah. he told me recently he was like oh so i'll be sitting there like showing my missus like you know just bits of the episode and she was like i know they're speaking english but i got no fucking idea what they're saying <laughs> <laughs> like, and we're as well we're pretty like we're pretty bogan like, when it comes to the slang yeah, yeah 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 and we or yeah we talk with hella just random shit that's not english anyway yeah um, so that wouldn't be helpful to anyone trying to tune so in good. just like but which is weird yeah. because we have this like remember when we when we first started doing episodes where was it we had like this huge spanish following oh was yeah it no, no yeah. it was was it spain or brazil no i think it was spain yeah yeah okay. remember we were saying the spaniards we kept saying that, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah yeah surely i don't know maybe the algorithm just broke somehow and we've just got a bunch of like spaniards, <laughs> spaniards tuning in, in. hey shout out to all the spaniards still listening right yeah, now if you're still here the yeah, day yeah, ones yeah the day ones day we love you spaniards we, uh, <laughs> we love you hey um i was gonna say while we're talking That's about so sugar funny. spine um yeah obviously I, I i really enjoy it i think it's very um uh unique in a good way um i think yeah like i always i've got you know we me and Ryan do this all the time, but you try to pick up what the sounds are throughout it and mm. there's so much going on, but it doesn't yeah. seem out of place. So that's that's my big feedback for you is that cool. there's so many different bits and pieces, but it does gel very well together. Especially um, in your most recent one, the throat full of ash. That, that, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that felt yeah. like a, a level up. From yeah, a big step up the from other other stuff as well. Yeah, um, I, there was a I feel like that too, of, but thank you so much. Yeah, no, no worries. There was a bit at the end of that song and it, uh, you can, I mean, I don't, you haven't mentioned these bands in your thing, but there was a bit at the end and the 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 kind of like uh chords and everything was like very like a tray you and avenge sevenfold at the end of that's what i got out of the oh, that like oh. end sort of mel melodic bit of that song you mean like yeah that bit Holy yeah shit. that's what avenge i got sevenfold. out of it. i never thought that but that makes perfect sense yeah yeah it yeah. must be like the the note she chose i guess yeah like i think the... so they just had that yeah the very eerie sort yeah. of um sound of, yeah. And I like I was massive. That was like my kind of foray into heavy music. Like again, it was like Park. Uh, sorry, not Parkway Drive. Um, Lincoln Park. Uh, you know, even like Fallout Boy and stuff like that to start with. And then it goes like you know, Escape the yeah. Fate, Trey You Avenge Sevenfold is my whole like teenage uh music so that's where yeah. i'm probably picking up on those because like they're so embedded in my head but yeah now that was the thing that i picked up from that end bit but just very good <laughs> vocals are very good man like you've, you're onto something there man so mm. um mm. definitely keep at it thank you i really i really appreciate that uh, and i'm definitely at it um there's a there's an album being recorded right now as we speak and uh, speaking of Spaniards, um, my friend Sebastian Sendon, who is from Barcelona, he will be mixing and mastering it. And awesome. he has had a hand in mixing the uh, album Shrine from Bleed From Within. Yeah, and he cool. Also helped, he also helped mix um, the latest Periphery record because he worked under oh, Adam Nolly Get Good for yeah, about, I think right. he said, wow. four or five years. Could be wrong. But yeah, he, no he's shit. the coolest person. And like, did he the, do Throat Full of Ash? He did throw full of ash. Yeah, you can hear there's a massive you step can, up in production yeah, you can from hear the EP. It, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The EP was in my bedroom. Like I mixed in my I mixed that one. I produced that one. And then yeah, I sent okay. it to uh, a guy called Ryan from 105 Millimeter Studios in the okay. UK to master that. Yeah. And I remember saying, like, hey yep. man, how's this sound? He's like, it's good, but you've really like not given me much to work with because yeah. I basically just turned everything fucking all the way up and then yeah, put the bass yeah, yeah. all the way up because I mixed it on AirPods, which is like such a oh, rookie Oh, true. Era. So you didn't even um, have monitors and shit. 
No. I just oh, did that wow. with AirPods. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it, it sounds okay considering, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. At the same time, yeah. it's... Uh, at the same time, I was like, oh, yeah, let's put some monitors on this table. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, Throwful of Ash is definitely um, a step up. And I, I wrote that in a more comfortable setting as well. Mm. Um, I wasn't so stressed or I think because when I was writing the EP, it was off the back of um, the single because people were like, hey, you should make more. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just kind of like, I, I went for it. Yeah. And uh, I think I was like seven songs, seven songs for the EP in. And I remember finishing that being like, I'm really tired because I just kind of, I locked myself away, I suppose. Yeah. And just yep. did it. Um, but then, yeah, once Throat Full of Ash, once it was time to make another song, I, I didn't do it because I, I felt like I needed to. It was like, I've got an idea. And then I just yeah, that's sat good. down and just went, yeah. And then yeah. That, that last chord progression thing came a little bit after because I was like, oh, I'm not really, I'm not happy finishing on the, finishing on that. Um, it's almost like wait and bleed kind of mm. um transition in a way like the mm -hmm. it's like that spoken vocal i guess kind of thing um and yeah that thing but i think um would, would come a little bit later and i remember like having it in my head and being like <gasps> and then like ran downstairs and my girlfriend's like what's up I'm like shut up and then i just ran downstairs and recorded it and i was like oh this is it and then yeah, uh, fuck yeah, yeah. Finished the do, song. do you know what else i think <laughs> about right now as well thinking about it again doom eternal like that Mick Gordon, that, that is dude. very much a fucking Mick Gordon dude. do eternal like riff. When now I can, he I'm uh, literally hearing it. Are you talking about the riff? Are you talking about the riff that has like the pinch harmonics or like that, those, those harmonics in it that like that goes out throughout the song? Yeah. Yeah, that was a very slipknot thing for sure. Um, that's like, um, is it Disaster Piece? I think. Yeah, Disaster Piece very much influenced that. Um, just oh and heretic anthem 100 percent yeah okay. anthem. yeah um yeah I, I tried to kind of get vocals similar to that but i didn't get it on that song but the new songs oh my god man okay I, all right okay so I've tell us a little drinking. bit about this this next album we're talking like a full-length album or an ep or what are we, yep. what are we... yeah full-length album yeah um yeah, it's, just, it's got, just gonna drip feed out heaps of singles like everyone's doing these days. Is that the plan? No, I'm gonna drop maybe two or three maximum. Yeah, wow, okay, okay. Yeah. interesting. Oh, All right, a yeah. bit of a different. I, yeah, yeah, and it's probably like you know, I, I understand why everyone else is drip feeding a lot of stuff. Um, it it just means more more marketing, more marketing, yeah. more more time. Uh, what's yeah. the word? More uh, more traffic. Yeah, but I don't know. The the album's like super super close to me and the ep was really um the ep and throat full of ashes kind of it's less personal in a way because okay. it's really it's like it's political um except for one song mirror talk which is really personal but then um this album is super super personal and okay, i wanted cool. to kind of just release it in one big yeah push. yeah that makes sense yeah. Yeah. so what kind of themes do you touch on then in this album what can we look forward to so it's it's very um it's a lot of introspection um yeah. i guess it comes to it, i guess it's with, with uh, self-image um i guess with broken down friendships and uh i'm just trying to think now what else is going on there's one song in there uh i will be honest i took mushrooms for the first time uh, <laughs> recently okay. and i just started writing words down and they didn't make sense to me at the time but then on reading them properly i was like oh there's something kind of interesting here yeah and they're they're really obscure lyrics but i'm like no nah, this has to be in a song somewhere yeah so um i think that could be also like 
uh, I guess, burnout. Like burnout is definitely a, a big one of this album as well. Yeah. Um, I think the the first song, I wonder if I can say, yeah, the, you know, like the first song is called Antlers. And um, it's very much about that. It's, it's about okay. kind of running constantly and spinning all of these plates. And uh, I guess at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to happen at the end of that there are two options or two outcomes, which is either you get stuff done and you're absolutely cooked as a result, or you drop everything yeah. and you have a, an absolute breakdown. And then you also damage the friendships and the relationships around you. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one big thing. Cause I kind of feel like that at the moment that I've got so much stuff going on in my life that one of those two things is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm leaning more on the side of getting out of it, like just grinding it to success. But then yeah. at the same time, I, I do worry that, I will just drop stuff and go, oh man, like I should have prevented this. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot of that stuff in the album. Um, I guess, yeah, during the time that I was writing it, I had, I guess, moments of anger or moments of fear or frustration. And I just had to write it out. And um, with that came heavy and stuff too, musically. Yeah. Um, there are some, there are some parts in this album which are like full slam breakdowns, like yeah, the right. heaviest things that I've ever written. And I, I think it's, it's probably cocky to say because there's so much heavy stuff out there but with what people are releasing at the moment this stuff like kind of goes the extra mile like to the grave is a good example of how heavy this stuff can get just like disgustingly heavy yeah Yeah. Um, but then amazing i'm so glad they're back as well because they're good seriously um i actually just i caught up with them when they were on their european tour because um Funny side note, Simon, the drummer, and I, we've actually known each other for like 10 or 12 years. We played a gig together at Manly Youth Centre um, underneath Make Them Suffer and Signal the Firing Squad. Mm-hmm. And I borrowed his drum kit because I was drumming. I, I, I was drumming for Changes, uh, that other band. At okay, the time. Oh, wow. And, Man uh, of many talents. Him. Yeah, trumpet, oh, drums, yeah. guitars, vocals. Like. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I messaged him about... Six months or five months ago and i said hey man um hope you're well just you know might not remember me but you know we played music a little while back i just wanted to say congrats on you know getting getting over to europe and if you're around i'd love to catch up and see you he was like dude of course i remember you this is the fucking coolest thing ever let's catch up and Sick. we ended up catching up and stuff and uh yeah it was it was super cool to see him because they've been grinding that band for like 12 years and now they're mm. doing eu tours with uh, shadow of intent angel yeah, maker wow. like they deserve that so much yeah. um yeah. So, anyways, I've completely lost track of where I was. Um, music. We're talking album. about so this new this new yep. album essentially, and then we're talking about some of like the the topics in terms yep. of like lyrical content. So, yeah. So it, yeah. So lyrical content. It's just dark. It's dark as hell. And then it's also angry too. Uh, there's one song called Jackal, which is just about uh, a person who just like I had a had a bad experience with someone, and that yep. kind of um, I guess messed me up more than I thought it would. Um, also goes back to a, I guess a. A childhood or not childhood like a thing that was pretty messed up for me when i was 14 like a relationship thing and um i guess things that shouldn't have really happened to a 14 year old kid just whether it's like actions uh by myself and then how it was dealt with in, in high school just like the, the repercussions of that and that's something that i haven't even touched on for years and until recently and um to to write about that was really scary yeah. But then at the same time, it was a way to have some kind of power over it or yeah. at least mm-hmm. to kind of recognize yeah. what effect it's had on me and then to see if I could mitigate that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this thing goes everywhere. It goes from slam breakdowns all the way to like emo, like pianos become the teeth 
kind of sounding yeah, tracks okay. too. So, and that was one thing about Sugar Spine is that it doesn't have to be one specific genre. It can be anything I want it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why the start of the start of the title track, Mirror Talk, it starts with that cute little singing bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's like, softer oh. than the other ones, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Which I was like, wow, Before this dude can sing and then fucking just comes in with the brutality. I was like, <laughs> yeah. liking this. Yeah. It's like had us in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, that's uh, that is gonna there's gonna be a bit more of that as well. Like the opening song is like singing for a little bit, but then it kind of goes into the heavy side of things again. Yeah. And then I think the song there's a song in the middle which is just singing, but it's more like a uh, what, what what would you call it? like a ritualistic kind of droning ambient song so okay. it's so left of field and i do think that some people are going to hate the hell out of it but that's okay um, but you got to try these things everyone. anyway because you might you never know you might have a whole bunch of people going like that was what that needed do you know what i mean yeah and it's it's dead in the middle of a super heavy and aggressive and high energy album so yeah. consider it um yeah consider it a shower during a very dirty album mm, it's the only way mm, i can mm. kind of feel about it yeah, yeah that's, but, um, that's a cool way to think about it <laughs> it's it's so, well, we've talked about it a lot we were talking about it with uh we had the boys from loon i don't know if you've checked those out before but we yeah, had them those on incredible music yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. good they're so good but we were talking about their yeah. co-headline tour with uh with relica who i just can't stop talking about those guys they're amazing but again it's that thing of yeah. like doing something that some people probably would listen to that and go, uh, that's not for me. And but yeah. you've, if you experiment and don't play it safe, uh, you, they're also there's a lot of other people that are like this shit fucking slaps. Like you know, it, it's uh, yeah. their kind of blend of this not having a screamer, then having all of these really like pretty you know piano laden parts, and then just brutality and it doesn't feel out of place um mm. it's hard to do that and pull it off and it's what you know the compliment i gave you before about you you ha it's a it's a fine line to walk to pull from so many different genres and and so many different things and have yeah. it sound like it's meant to go together as opposed mm. to sounding like noise as you were saying before with that but you yeah. know what i mean there there is a fine <laughs> line there and a lot of people don't you know they'll stick to the the classic formula of a you know metal core or whatever song and and if the yeah. talent's there it'll it'll shine through and you it'll sound good enough but to the things mm -hmm. that really catch people's attention are you know when you're able to layer genres on top of each other um and pull different influences and then make it kind of come together well and uh, we're kind of seeing this evolution and i think as well where where we've got some of our old favorite bands their sounds evolving into what are, what we've talked about before is like not really having like uh, it doesn't feel like technically like that they're really trying to create something like that whereas a lot of the up-and-coming bands are the ones that are like you know experimenting with different sounds yep. but the talent and everything there it doesn't feel like just a cheap ploy to you know mm. bring new people in or you know get more listeners without really putting in that effort or the passion's not there whereas like you know younger bands are having some sounds that are softer or whatever it may be as well but they're laying in things where you're like oh this still sounds fucking amazing you can tell there's passion into what they're making and it's not just yeah. like a you know let's just slap this together so um yeah we're in it we mm. keep saying this every episode but I think we're in a really cool time in the heavy music uh, scene at the moment. I think these coming out of COVID, um, everyone's just going fucking crazy and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the exact same way. I think I said during COVID to a friend of mine, I, I said, I, I bet you after all this stuff kind of chills out and we go back outside, um, 
there's going to be some sick albums. That yeah, are be I literally said the and same thing, bro. Yeah, lo and behold, 100%. here we are. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's so cool. Um, Alt is a really cool band who've been releasing yes. some amazing music. Yep. So are, are, you, are you referring to like A double L T or A L T full yeah. stop? ALT, A-L-T. Full stop. oh no, A-L-T. Okay, yeah. The, the, the like German band or whatever they are. They're from Europe? yeah. They're on a rising empire. Yeah. Yeah, they're heavy as fuck, bro. Is it ALT oh. or A double LT? I thought oh. it was. Um, I think we're talking about the same band though. Nah, because ALT dot they're not that heavy. That's who I thought you were talking about. Yeah, A double LT. A double LT. Yeah. Okay, A double LT. Because they've got ones like Paralyzed and Emanate and Deep Blue Silence, Severance. Yeah. Yeah, they're heavy as fuck. They're sick, bro. Yeah. There's there's another Adelaide band um called ALT Full Stop. Uh, yeah, and we okay. and like every yeah, now and then we get, we kind of get them confused because like um, but they're a little That's bit fair. more um, what are, like, what are they more like, man? They're more um, they're not like he- like heavy, heavy, they're more like alternate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say alternate rock because they're still heavy, but yeah, yeah. just yeah. a bit more. Okay, yeah, and uh, another band. Oh, another band, uh, Atlas. They are so cool. Yep. Yeah, we had they them are on the so pod. damn cool. We had them and on I the listened to and, it so yeah, sick. Except for my microphone. Didn't yeah. He's like, oh, time, my God. We're so fucking devastated about that, Because it was an man. incredible episode. Yeah. Like, it was one of our favorite band ones for sure. Those guys are just yeah. legends. Oh, and, um, but yeah, sucked I, that the mic didn't work. And we were like, look, look let's just release it because it's like it's too good of yeah. an episode yeah. to throw away. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can still yeah. hear me. If I was lucky, we were next to each other. Like if it was like this scenario and I just like you couldn't hear my mic the whole time it would be throwaway but because you couldn't hear me the audio just sucked it was like just release it yeah just Um, release it and uh when they come when they when they come here when they come here next we said to him we're like you're going to come here to my house and we're actually going to do like a live podcast that way there's zero chance yeah zero chance of the mic's fucking we'll do a test run we'll record five (laughs) minutes like stop it and like make sure everything's working and then go all right we can start the pod yeah yeah that's a good move if we were going to write an no. album like a wormholes podcast album it would be called technical difficulties <laughs> technical, like, oh, without a fucking yeah doubt, that's bro. we've already got our album <laughs> name plagued so if you want to do some guesties many, um yeah, you know, yeah down the track on our wormholes podcast, hey we, we, we totally should one of the songs could should be called plagued yes definitely plagued. That, that's actually a cool idea because now we're doing all these bands and obviously you, you know you write music as well we should um we should do like a, a wormholes album and just get guesties from all the bands that have we come fucking on should i think that's, that's a i'll write idea. a whole that's, bunch of instrumentals right yeah and then that we'll just go to everybody and be like all right whack in a verse here whack in a chorus yeah. here and then yeah. yeah that'd be fucking sick and then just create the, the wormholes collab dude that shit yeah, would go hard as fuck especially because we have like a lot of different yeah. Um, did you listen types. to the new another six since we're just like talking about all different bands? Have you listened? Uh, checked out Sedative from Perth. Have you heard of those guys? Those guys intimidate the shit out of me. <laughs> it's the Kappa. It's the Kappa. It's the Kappa it's fit, the, dude. It's all yeah, the Kappa. Oh my god. That They're new great. song they, they released so... this week was fucking. I haven't heard it yet, but what's it oh, called? Very um, good. Uh, Heavy Lies the Head, I think. Heavy, Heavy Lies, Lies the, the Head. head. Yeah. Holy. So good, I've, seen, I've heard like a little bit of it and I was like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're great. They man. are so cool. Mm. And they're and super they're nice so dudes cool. too. Great dudes. And we get yeah. to meet them. They're, yeah. they're, they're coming to Adelaide with Loon again. So we get to see Loon again. Um, they're coming here with, with Indestruction um, next yeah, month. Yeah, true. So with Indestruction, Sedative, uh, Loon, and then Spectre, who are another band who are, who are really doing good things at the moment as well. So... Australia's just going crazy at the oh, moment. Oh, yeah, it's wild. Like, it's nuts, man. It's such a good... Like, we've always we've always smashed... Like, in terms of, like, you know, top 
10 bands in the world coming out of Australia. We've always produced heavy hitters for a long time. Mm. But like yes. just the the ability for bands to get on tours at the moment because there's so many bands that are tour ready, tour quality and keen to do it yeah. out of COVID. It's just crazy. There's shows like I'm like, I, I said I was not going to miss any shows, but I'm having to just purely because there's like too many. I'm like, I can't physically <laughs> yeah, go to all yeah. of these. Like um so nice. yeah good time it so is, in terms of sugar spine then are you gonna play some shows bro or yeah it's gonna yeah? happen i'm so yeah. excited yeah so while you're I've over got, there uh, or you want to come back here or both or currently the plan is to play music here yeah um europe is just crazy for live shows at the yeah. moment and uh i've kind of i've made some friends in the dutch metal scene there is actually a dutch metal scene yeah despite the size of the country yeah um yeah, made some really cool friends and uh, they said, yeah, when you get people together, let me know, we'll make a show. That's and sick. I actually, um, I met Andreas from Cabal when I was at the Dying Fetus show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said to him kind of as a joke, I was like, all right, when you guys have a headline show, a headline tour across Europe, we're going to open up for you guys in the Netherlands. He was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I was like... I've got a de- I've got a deadline to set now because that way I can be like, see, we're actually ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I've I've got a, I've got guitarists ready now. Yeah. Um. So a, f- a couple of friends, and yeah. we're just looking for a drummer, and we've got like the best thing is that we've got the set list, like we've got the songs to choose from, which yeah. is really helpful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're super stoked because it's not a band from the ground up; it's like an already established kind of thing. Yeah, they just got to learn, yeah. learn the songs. Yeah does make life easier so now yeah. it's just up to me like to write out the guitar tabs on guitar pro which i hate a oh, lot we've but, got uh, you know what we've got all these ai tools but we still don't have a way to transfer <laughs> sound into tabs seriously whoever's yeah, sleeping on that business idea get the fuck it's on it me. chat gpt yeah. plugin yeah. needs to be <laughs> please translate <laughs> to guitar this. pro seven tabs thank uh, you yeah, yeah. It kills kills me but it's okay it's, it's worthy if it means that we're going to play live and i'm yeah, so yeah, damn yeah. excited like yeah, that's the, one of the things I'm so excited about with this music is that it was, it is a solo project. It is all just, it's been always about just writing the music and getting it out there. But I just can't wait to play it live. Fuck and, yeah, um, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. And then if I can get it back to Australia, and if I have friends back in Australia who can play it live for it, from like with me as well, then I'd be so grateful to them. So mm. yeah, yeah. I, well, look, I really you never, you never know, man. You never know. Right, well, you know, you're making friends now with a podcast that's interviewing all these bands, and we're starting to build a True. network, man. So I'm sure True. we can. You know, when you, when it comes yeah. time, you're like, hey, man, I'm coming home to Australia. We'll we'll put a post out there and See, message yeah, everyone yeah. that we've had on the podcast, and if they if they yes. like the sound and they're down for it, we'll we'll help you make it happen, man. Yeah, for sure. Fucking nice. So fucking nice. cool. Thank you. What's the point so of building cool. this network if we're not going to use it to our advantage? Yeah, for the good for the good of the, the scene good and that's it and everyone loves that good. you know uh everyone loves that camaraderie as well of like yeah man like you know we'll help you yeah, the amount of stories we've had i don't even think there was one the other night about one of the guys who just got to go and you know play drums or something for make them suffer on a european tour because something had happened like that kind of shit where you're just like people just yeah. filling in for bands um it's such a cool part of metal where yeah, because everyone's yeah. got like the talent and it's just like all right man you learn this shit quickly for us and help us keep this tour going yeah such a like a yeah. wholesome part of the oh, of the scene yeah. that i love it is it's it's so cool because i mean at the end of the day it's such a small world mm. and i mean it, that that goes a long way whether i'm not saying that people do it for clout but yeah i mean that goes such a long way people know that you're someone to rely on and then mm. also you're someone who is good at their instrument and also yeah. like good as a person to hang around with like that's that's so 
powerful to have as a as an attribute. Yeah. So yeah, I think it makes it makes perfect sense. Without and a plus, doubt, I say no to jumping for making make us. Uh, nah, stuff. nah, not at all, bro. I no, think people exactly just right. like musicians just like to play. But at the end yeah, of the day, yeah, yeah. they just like to be on stage. So. Yeah. And they know what it's like if a show can't go ahead or whatever for themselves. So, like, if they can then uh, stop that from happening to someone else, you know, they're all for yeah. it. And then again, you know, the people in the crowd understand if they know they've got a feeling and they're not listening and critiquing like the missed notes or, you know, yeah. whatever. They're just like, I'm just glad that I didn't have to miss this show. Um, but yeah. I wanted to, obviously, we uh, we always want to talk about this stuff. And I guess going back to what you were saying about the influences in your last album, it sounds like obviously as well, you've had a fairly crazy time in terms of just like not being in one place for a huge amount of time for years now as well. And that must be hard. And I know part of the reason you reached out to the page was um, because you saw how much we have a focus around mental health as well as obviously we love, as you can tell, just to talk about music for forever and ever. But I want to get into <laughs> the mental health side of things as well. You mentioned in your little um message that you sent when you booked it um that you used to work for or do some work with beyond blue back when you're in australia tell us a little bit more about that yeah yeah um that was that was cool um i think when i was 18 17 or 18 this is when i was in brightoner um i actually reached out to beyond blue when i was in the band and i said hey guys uh we're a band that kind of focuses on mental health in our music and whatnot and uh i was wondering if you had some uh, some merchandise that we could give out at our shows and they said oh yeah for sure and they sent us like a box and it was just like full of blue rubber beyond blue bands and and all that kind of stuff so we actually at the shows we would kind of talk about mental health and stuff and we'd give out those those wristbands to um to the audience and we just kind of like throw them out and say if you if you want to talk if you want to come talk to us about why we're doing this or, or if you just want to if you want to get something off your chest, come hang out with us after we're just drinking beers. Like, let's talk. Mm. And um, I, I kind of kept in touch with uh, the people at Beyond Blue and they were kind of like, this is really cool what you're doing. And I said, that's, it is like, I find it very fulfilling and um, I think it's super important. And they said, uh, have you ever thought about becoming a volunteer? And I said, uh, not really. And I was like, well, but what do you mean? Like in what way, like at, at events and stuff? And they said, well, what we'd potentially like you to do is um, just go out to different settings and different areas and just talk about talk about stuff with with people, like with an audience, um, whether it's functions or whether it's to schools. Just basically open up the dialogue and talk about you know what's what's going on and what Beyond Blue's mission is. And uh, I said that sounds really fun. I, I'm 100% in. And uh, I guess at the time the the story that I used to kind of uh, I guess to, to get people to kind of open up was that one of my, one of my best friends at the time was struggling heavily with uh, depression and anxiety and uh, family stuff as well. And, uh, and, and a bit of drug, drug addiction or drug use as a, as a result of coping with all of that. And he, um, he went through some major heavy periods and my position was the person who was trying to help him and mm -hmm. couldn't get through to him. Yeah. And I thought, and once I was able to get through to him, um, I mean, thankfully, thankfully he's still around. He he actually went to um, he went to rehab a little for a little while just to kind of I guess reset himself and start from start fresh. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, thankfully he's in a much much better place. He's in New Zealand and he's hanging out. He's flourishing. That's um, good. Yeah. No. Honestly, such a such a triumphant thing for him. And yeah, I'm kind of I'm so thankful every day that he's that he's still around. Um, 
basically I would go to all these different things and just talk to people about that stuff. And the first function I had was actually a Gosford RSL. And I was so, uh, I was a fish out of water because it was just all these 50, 60 year old guys who were just there on a, on a Saturday afternoon, just having skewies, just sitting around. They were just watching this 18 year old kid talking about mental health. (laughs) Yeah. You would have been like, why am I? I was like, why am I telling these guys or talking yeah. to these guys about this? Like, we're not connecting. Yeah. And I even remember, I said, yeah, so, you know, like for me, uh, when because I'm in a band currently and one of them just yelled out, what, One Direction? And I was like, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's pretty funny though, you got to admit. <laughs> it, it got a laugh and I, it got yeah. a laugh and I was like, actually, uh, I, I, I started One Direction. So, thank you for recognizing my face and that got a laugh. So, I, yeah, thankfully, cool. I, I knew how to handle that. Yeah, my God, yeah. I was like, please don't. Don't freak out about that. But yeah. um, like, I still got a clap at the end of it and stuff, but it yeah. wasn't very amazing. But the, the next few were super rewarding because they sent me out to Dubbo and uh, it was to a bunch of different schools. Uh, cool. It was to a primary school, a high school, and then to what they call a learning center because it was actually a school for kids who are way too troubled and okay. way too at risk to be in a normal, mm-hmm. normal, but in, in a school that has a... Uh, Children who are not at risk. And yeah, um, yeah. funnily enough, the first two schools um, who I who I spoke to, not very not very receptive, kind of like kids who think that they've got nothing wrong. And so they just kind of like took it as a as a funny thing. And I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm not gonna make every kid sit down and go, wow, like, that is important. Um, but actually one of them, one uh, a girl came up to me after the the chat that I did with them. And she said, um, she was like, she basically, she, it was evident that she was crying and she came up and said, um, thank you for coming and talking about this because uh, I haven't realized how messed up I've been. Yeah. And I just said, well, let's let's talk. Like, what, what's, what's happening? Like, what are you going through? And she said, well, um, about a couple, or a few weeks ago or something, uh, I told my best friend that I never wanted to see them again. Um, and then the day after that, they killed themselves. Oh, and dude, full on. to to hear that from a 13, 14 year old girl, like it just, it broke my heart, man. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, it was, it was really heavy to hear. And um, I just said, well, look, first of all, they were your best friend, you know, that they were, and they still are your best friend. So yeah. don't worry, like that, they're not going to take that to their grave and you're not going to take that to your grave either. And like, we just had this big conversation about it. And at the end of it, she was just like, I don't know if I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to have the conversation with a teacher or a parent because mm. um, it's, it's like being talked to from a different worldview. Yeah. And mm. yeah, that, that moment I was like, well, this is, this is so heavy and it's so powerful though. Um, and then um I mean that 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 was just one interaction of the of the handful I had in that I think it was a a week that I went to Dubbo, and then the the the, the third school which was the learning center I was sure that I was gonna get ridiculed because I, all I thought was why would they believe that a Sydney boy has issues mm, when yeah. they're out in Dubbo and these are kids that have you know just um, what would you what would you say? Just avoided um, juvenile detention. Right. These are kids that are so violent that they can't go to that school, or they've got mental struggles, or they are mentally um, yeah, what's the word? They've got uh, 
I'm, I'm gonna yeah, disabilities, I, su- I suppose, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when I went there, I walked into the foyer and they had photos of me on the wall. And it's like days until arrival, and there was like zero. And I was like, oh, okay. So they've like been expecting me. I'm like, I'm scared. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I got into the classroom, and there were 30 of them, and they didn't say a single word when I was talking. They were locked in. Wow. And I was, I was like, I almost forgot what to say because I was like, they're not throwing things at me. They're not like, get out of here, city boy. Like, it's just yeah. fine. And I was like, okay and then i finished and they all like applauded and everything i was like okay this is are they making fun of me like i didn't know if like this was just like a ruse or something but no at the end of it they were all just like surrounding me and being like this is so cool like we just wanted to speak to someone our age and it's that's what kept on hitting me it's just like all these kids have been talked to by teachers Mm. yeah but yeah exactly right i guess depending on depending on the adult that's listening to them and being like oh no you're fine like you'll get over this or whatever it is but they haven't had someone who's just a little bit older like a let's call like an elder sibling Mm -hmm. to help them make sense of the things that they are either experiencing or that they might experience soon yeah and i was like oh okay that makes sense because they all crowded around me like they were just like oh that's the like we we feel less alone. People understand us, and it's not just our parents telling us what to do. Yeah. And that was the important thing as well. I, I I don't tell people what to do when it comes to you know how they should deal with friends that are struggling or with themselves. Um, I don't say like you need to do this, you need to do that. And maybe that's one thing as well. They kind of felt that there was a there were um, numerous avenues that were within their own personal reach and. That's, I think, what they resonated with. So yeah, they related um, to you, bro. Like instead of instead of having like yeah. a figure, like a teacher or a parent or something that they felt like somewhat disconnected to on a well, maybe not a social level, but on a certain level. Well, then when you yeah. came down there, like you were just a dude, you're rolling in, you're not too much older than them. Like you come in there, mm. and then you're also presenting yourself and you're saying, "Hey, it's okay to talk about this. It's okay to do this." And you weren't telling yeah. them what to do. They were like, "Fuck, we relate to this guy." Right? Yeah, that's exactly it, man. And yeah, it was just so rewarding to see hope mm. from those kids too, because these these are kids that I feel that a lot of people would have written off. Yeah, like I know that if they were in Sydney, people would be like, "Yeah, those are the dead shits. They're yeah. the kids that are not going to get anywhere just because they're pieces of shit." But yeah. like they were just the sweetest people, the sweetest kids. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, just to just to hear them being like, "Oh man, like you you said things." that were in my brain but i was too afraid to talk about or too afraid wow, to say that's cool man and yeah like that that hit so hard so that's that's something that i've carried with me for a long time especially you know the the previous story about the young girl like that stuff like i, I definitely carry with me um and i guess unfortunately i had to stop that stuff just because i was so busy with work and i was busy with studying yeah um funnily enough i actually ended up doing a criminology bachelor's degree and um yeah yeah, focused on like youth development and and youth uh crime as well okay so when i I did that part as well of my study i could also understand a lot of what those kids were going through too and how Mm -hmm. they got to where they were so that was um it's like a a retrospective moment of oh (laughs) yeah it makes sense yeah so yeah yeah i was just gonna say it's one of those things that's interesting like I, i think about that now as well about how what I try to do with my son and what I hear my wife do a really good job of all the time that definitely didn't happen when we were kids was like helping kids understand that 
like the kids that are acting out or whatever that there's there's something to that and that it's not a reflection of who they are as a person it can be a reflection of all of these factors and that we have to be more understanding and that you know here's the things that you can do to maybe try and like you know extend an olive branch a little bit and try and help them because you know we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes and no one explained that to me and like i remember Mm. so you think about like going to school when I was a kid, everyone just writes off the kid that's acting out or being aggressive as they're just a, a complete fucking, you know, drop kick yep. and you don't want anything to do with them. And then you look back at that now and now that we know as adults the kind of shit that was going on in these people's lives from, you know, talking to more people as we've grown up and and then, you know, becoming to know, become friends of those kids, especially like, you know, in the metal scene and stuff as well, how many mm. kids have now were those kids, but have then found an outlet through music or whatever it may be. And they were the ones yeah. that in primary school, you know, were flipping tables and whatever, and would have just been completely dismissed by the school, by the system, by, yeah. you know, their families potentially. And then everyone at the school's like, wow, stay away from that kid. They're a fucking lunatic. And I think it's so important now that we're like having that conversation around like hey like that's the that's the like a uh, symptom or well, not symptom the byproduct of any yeah. of these factors you know what i mean so like forget that part of it and think about what you can do to you know maybe help them when you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes and i think the more that we educate the younger generation to do that the less you're going to have these kids that end up in that system Mm. um because they just constantly feel like there's no connection with anything you know if they've got no connection Mm. at home the school treats them like shit all the kids at school are avoiding them or you know treating them differently then how are you going to feel a sense of belonging to anywhere no wonder you start crime you start this or whatever because you're just desperate for something to fit to mean something um Mm -hmm. and i think you know as i said the more that we can educate now to be like hey let's let's look at what might be going on in the background and try and help with that rather than dismissing Mm -hmm. them um we'll make a huge inroad there yeah man it's so true um there's a theory in criminology called the broken windows theory basically there's you know a house starts off with a broken window and Ideally, you should kind of clean that up quickly. You should replace the window so it's back to normal and the house is back in good order. However, if you kind of go, eh, it's just a broken window, it's fine, and let it stay there, then you'll find that the week after there might be some graffiti on the wall. And then if you go, oh, I'll clean that up in a second. Oh, damn it. Uh, one of the doors is now broken off. Oh, shit, there go the rafters. And then the whole house falls down. Yeah. And it's kind of how people view um relationships and also kids as well so it's like yeah if there's a kid that's acting up it's like okay well let's figure out exactly right now what the issue is and if otherwise if you let it fester and you leave it there then they're going to do something worse they're going to do something worse and then next minute they are now on the worst path imaginable which is you know whether it's to jail or whether it's to something else yeah but um chaos yeah yeah exactly so um that's that's the thing for sure it's like you gotta whether it's like uh, whether you are a parent of that kid or whether you are someone in the uh what would you call it in the vicinity of that kid who has the ability to do something to intervene then i feel it's like your moral obligation to prevent anything worse from happening but it's so hard as well like you know there are so many things that not you can't see whether it's you know, whether it's a kid who has um you know uh, add whether he's got anger management, the kid for whatever gender has has anger management issues, you know, anything. Like, it's so hard to kind of figure out, even, you know, maybe it could be on the spectrum and then he could have just any, anything. So, yeah, it's it's very difficult to figure out. But then at the same time, 
if you are lucky enough or if you are in tune enough with that um, kid, then you can potentially, you know, I guess ultimately save a life because at the end of the day, you know, you've got to have a life that's actually valuable. So if you can have value to that life and it's saved. Yeah, 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 you're exactly right, man. And I just think, again, it's just a, a testament to how far we're coming. You know, the, I didn't even really click mm. into it until you were talking about what you were dealing with. And I was like, yeah, wow, that's so important that I have that conversation with my son and that I hear my partner all the time be like, you know, he'll say something like, oh, so-and-so is just always getting in trouble. And then I'll hear my wife go like, well, look, you don't know what's going on. No one had that conversation with me. My mum was probably going, oh, yeah, their parents are fuckheads. You know what I mean? Like, again, because the education wasn't there for my parents either to know yeah. how to handle these things so it's like there there is a i like to always try and cling to you know what is the differences that are tangible now about how we are changing our approach towards you know understanding mental health or uh any mm. of those things and uh it's definitely getting a lot better look i'm sure there's plenty of parents that aren't having that conversation with their kids though but hey if yeah. we are i'm sure others are then it's it's the start of a a movement towards a better understanding and you know just giving everyone a sense of belonging and i think that's again you know why the music and mental health thing ties in for us so well and why i believe so because that's what metal especially or heavy music has been for everyone we yeah. always talk about going to unify in in uh tarwin lower there and it's just like this the vibe that you just get it's like you know being at a show times ten thousand. um yeah there's no drama the whole time you've got ten thousand people byo alcohol like on a myriad of everything <laughs> under the sun <laughs> from you know from x from like mdma to fucking ketamine and yeah everyone yeah. is just uh, yeah having the time yeah. of their lives you like, never hear of any like like bros and like no nah. issues there's no and... police presence really at nah. all either like you've nah. got ten thousand nah. people you get ten thousand people at a dance festival oh. you've got a, one cop for every 10 people yeah. in the place you know and there's just shit going on all, the whole day also like yeah. it, it's an interesting thing like just the overdoses and like people like you know vomiting or whatever you don't even see that you've got ten thousand people at a four-day festival and you don't see you're not in the pit and watching people get carried out because they're like vomiting or like you know whatever no yeah because everyone you know what i mean like it, 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 people are there for the right reasons and like you know yeah. they, they want to enjoy themselves it's so important that they get to see the music and whatever so like no one even writes themselves off like you get to see what happens at dance festivals and stuff like i just always am yeah. in awe of how um and i guess that's a good question have you got to go to any of the um the big festivals over in europe not yet oh there's one called jera on air and that's got a huge number of bands that i'm super stoked on seeing like counterparts is going to be there so yeah. i have yeah. to be there um but yeah that's that's a big festival that i'm excited to go to i haven't been to a like a festival like a proper metal festival since Soundwave. Oh, 2014. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if it's Soundwave, then fuck. Like, yeah, it's a while yeah, ago. Soundwave. Yeah, yeah. It was the one that was headlined by System of a Down and Slipknot. Yeah. Oh, no, that's 2012. That's 2012 because that's fuck. the I went to So that you one. haven't been to a festival in over 10 years, bruv? Wow. Yeah. I've been wow. to gigs, but I haven't been to festivals in over yeah. 10 years. And, and now I, you're in the heartland of like metal festivals as well. Like Europe is You drive just... to Germany and do like Wacken or whatever it is. Yeah, dude. There's so yeah, many. Yeah, for sure. I don't sure. know if they still I do like Sonosphere yeah. or all of those. There's so many good yeah, ones. Rock and Ring and shit. There's, there's so much. There's so much to do. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe part of it's also like I'm not I'm not a massive fan of like, uh, like big crowds as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, not a massive fan. But at the same time, I think uh, I'm kind of happy just 
dealing with that if it means I get to see some really cool bands. Like I had the best time of my life at Soundwave. That's actually how I found out about a band called Let Live because I left Slipknot mm. early. Yeah, I left Slipknot early, which is something that I would never really do if I were with the real me, um, to go see a band called Your Demise because okay. uh, Your Demise also heavily influences Sugar Spine. Like, yeah, cool. Uh, at cool. least, at least uh, Ignorance Never Dies, the first LP they did with mm-hmm. the original vocalist Robert, Robert Noble. Rob Noble, I think his name. Um, yep. So I was like, I have to go see these people. Even though it's the new vocalist, I have to go see them. So I got there early and there was this band playing and I was like, the guy's shoving a mic in his mouth, screaming without using his hands. And then he throws the mic like three meters into the air with his mouth. I was like, who the fuck is this band? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. turns out to turns out to be Let Live. No shit. And I was like, I think I just found my new favorite band. And I did. Like, I love Let Live so much. I've got them tattooed on my ankle right next to yeah, Stick to Your Guns. Sick, sick. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was really lucky that I left Slipknot early to go see Yordamize and I found that band. Uh, but yeah, so I had the best time at that festival. So I do want to do that again for sure. Yeah, fucking It's oath, funny you said, so good. You, you've said two bands off a lineup of one of my favorite shows of all time so far in this podcast. <gasps> it was 2015. No it was Architects, uh, uh, Stick to Your Guns, Being as an Ocean, and then Stories yes. was the, oh, the like stories. Australian. Yeah, yeah right. Stories and Stories. And wow. like, so it was at a, a club here in Adelaide that's now closed and it was like the best place for live music. It was a nightclub. It was our biggest nightclub. It won like Australia's best nightclub for like 10 years in the running but um like live the music there metal there was just because the sound system was just incredible yeah. um and so seeing bands there was just insane um and mm. yeah that gig and it was architects like they've just released you know lost forever lost together and it was just bananas and then stick to your guns and wow. beings i hadn't heard being as an ocean until that show and i was like yeah. these guys are fucking sick and uh yeah and stick to your That's guns were amazing and it was just a yeah one of my favorite shows of all time sam kind yeah. had long hair like it was yeah it was wow. a while ago, yeah. yeah oh yeah well, for sure well yeah. this leads wow. perfectly into a, a segment that we like to do called song of the week Oh, and we yeah. haven't done this one for the one. last for the last few. We didn't do it last Ooh. week with uh, Nathaniel of Loon. We did it. So we, dr- we dropped the ball. We, but- we didn't do it. But um, if you guys don't know your song of the week, I've got mine off the bat here that I can. Can I guess what it is? Yeah, you can guess. Go can on. I guess? Wait, wait. Is it? Is it like as in the so- a song you've been listening to? Yeah. Just to this, this week. week. Yeah, like oh, yeah. You know, it could I be the last that you're really spamming. Some, this something yeah. something, something. you're really digging lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, is I, am I allowed to cheat and get my phone? Yeah, yeah no, I'm yeah, we, we've all got our phones here. Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, is yours the Rising Insane song? It is, bro. Yeah, dude. It is. Fuck it's yeah, it's Drag Me Under by Rising Insane. Have you heard that? Heard of that band? No. Oh, dude. I was listen to that. Soon yeah. As we get off the podcast. I was actually like Instagram. It is yeah. a banger. What a cool band name as well. Something actually a bit different. Like yeah, actually insane. Yeah, I think it's like. I don't know. I just like it. It's it's a little bit. It's got two words for starters. That's always a advantage over the other five thousand bands <laughs> that have got one word name. Yeah. Well, it um, says it says here they're from northern Germany, so they're pretty. There like, they're they're so a they, European band. You might be able okay, to see sick. them before we're gonna see. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So Maybe. they released Rising Insane. Oh, like literally in the last week or two, I think it was. Um. And it's wow. just fucking incredible, bro. Like I'd never heard it, and it just popped up on an ad on um Instagram as I was going through reels and shit. And then I was like, fuck, I need to give this a sass. And then I was blown away. And like ever since then, yeah, it's got my song of the week for this week. Yep. 
That's a good choice. I got mine as well, actually, on the back of that, while we give Josh a little bit more time to think of his. Uh, fresh you. off, we've talked about this show a lot lately. Um, we've talked a lot about Relica and Loon, but for me, my song of the week is a song by Heartline, who are the third, well, the main support on that band, and it's As the Crow Flies, and it's got yeah. a fucking sick breakdown at the end of it. Um, yeah. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, they're just – they they want to jump on the pod as well, so I reached out to them uh, this week after we dropped the Loon Killer. episode, and we're going to get those boys big. from Adelaide on. But, uh, yeah, Heartline, I can see them becoming another big force yeah. in, in Australia, and Shout it's cool to see to them getting on Australian tours. I think that was their first Australian tour with Relica and Loon, so I have a feeling That's they'll be around cool. a lot more. But, yeah, As the Crow Flies is a absolute banger. So over to you, Josh. Beautiful. What have you got for us? What have we got? Okay, so I was going to say something by Cabal because I've been spamming that album, uh, Magno Interitus, for a while now. Like, that's mm -hmm. an insanely heavy album and it's so good. But no, the, the song, the actual song I want to say is Winds of Change by Polar. Okay. 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 UK, I haven't heard of Polar UK before. Band. Yeah. Yeah, U UK band. Um, it's got it's like a mixture of Your Demise and Architects. And the, okay. the vocalist has... I was thinking about this last night. Um, he sounds like a mixture of, oh, it was like a really cool mixture, American Me and uh, something else. But yeah, it, I what can't was remember. the song sorry, again? But yeah, Polar. Winds of, of Change. Okay, cool. It's the first song off their brand new album, um, yep. Everywhere, Everything. And I don't know. So I was walking, I was walking to a restaurant last night and um, it was dark and this song was playing and it's just this beautiful, like atmospheric, powerful cinematic kind of breakdown. And for some reason, looking at the, like the yellow, like warm lights of a restaurant that I was walking past while having the song on, um, just made me emotional. Cool. And it kind of caught me off guard. And I yeah. was like, well, it's like, I'm, I'm a relatively emotional person, but I didn't think I was emotional enough to start like getting teary eyed looking at lights. So I was like, what the fuck is going on with me? <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, it was just kind of like just a very, very cozy and beautiful moment inside my inside my head while yeah. I was all rugged up in the cold. And I was just like, this is really, really nice. I should just like cancel dinner and just stand here. <laughs> but yeah, Amazing. Um, I'm going to say win Winds of Change by Polar. Love it, man. Love it. Well, there we go. We've got um, a couple of uh, different song choices for everybody to go over and whatnot. So, should we roll into the final segment that we do every time we have a predetermined bunch of questions that we ask each of our guests called the Geshens? And do you want to hit him with number one, J-Man? Yeah. On the, while we're talking about music, we love uh, throwing this one out there. Maybe you already know by the look on your face, but uh, what is your favorite song of all time? You're Not You Anymore by Counterparts. Holy Whoa. shit. That's almost the record. We've had a couple of Very, people that have yeah. had it. But yeah. that might have been... That might... We're going to have to get a That might even be preloaded. I feel like he yeah. might have preloaded yeah, that one. No, yeah, but um, I, actually, I actually forgot that question. But yeah, no that shit. Question, like that question, I go, that's it. Or yeah. Moonlight in Vermont by Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. Okay. Yeah, so you mentioned, you mentioned her before, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. A big, She's your the best. favorite jazz. Yeah. 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 If you if you listen to something that's not metal, listen to Moonlight in Vermont by Ella okay. Fitzgerald. It is beautiful. Cool. All right. Yeah. Sweet. But obviously, Counterparts are like classic band. They've been around forever and a day now, haven't they? They've, they've... Yeah. Um, yeah. I think their first album came out 2008. Yeah. Something like that. That sounds about Profits. right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking yeah. of yeah, uh, speaking of um, jazzy influences, last little thing before we roll into the other questions. Have you heard the band? What is it? Ties. I'm thinking of it with a saxophone. Uh, you're talking about Dreamwake. Dreamwake. Have you heard Dreamwake? No. Okay. Add that one to your list as pa- well. Paradise by Dreamwake. Paradise by Dreamwake has yeah. this like massive saxophone, saxophone part, section yeah. and it fucking slaps. Have you heard Novelists? Yes. Novelists. So yeah. v- think Novelists with saxophone. That's really the, yeah. 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 It's fucking cool, man. It's, it's really very, good. Yeah. It's um, very Dreamwake, what was the song called again? Paradise. Uh, that one's called Paradise. Paradise. But you. my favorite of theirs, which doesn't have saxophone, but it's just a fucking banger. Uh, is Luna. Luna. Oh, yeah. cool. Luna. And I that's like the, the song that I was like, this is like peak uh, novelist. It's yeah, yeah, real good. Yeah. Real it's good. that oh, technical, wow. like uh, virtuoso kind of yeah. guitar yeah. playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. very, very excited. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. Now you've got a few things to come back. So I'll be waiting for the messages yeah. in the old IG DMs about, all right, you're onto something here with these picks. <laughs> yeah, for right. sure. Last all time right. I heard good saxophone in a metal song was The Faceless in um, Akeldama, I think the album is called. Um, oh, I don't think, yeah, I've I heard think that. that was it. Yeah. Oh, the it's like a technical death metal band. Okay. And um, yeah, they throw some saxophone in there. My Ooh. God, it's like when you put, I don't know honey in your coffee i don't do that but no I shit. The people yeah. shit out of it. it's like that's cool like, <laughs> and that's what it does but, uh, with dreamwake as well like because you don't know it's coming in that song but it just they go on this massive ooh. like solo and you're just like dude this like how's this not in every fucking, vibe yeah, like, yeah yeah how does not every metal album have a like at least one song with a fucking saxophone solo yeah, it just go, yeah, go yeah. so yeah. well yeah. all right man we'll hit it yeah, that's right. Well, you've got the trumpet talent. You might as well. Yeah, you might as well get, talents, get it into so the saxophone. Well. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just translate it. Shall we yeah, go? surely it couldn't be that difficult, could it? You could go right. from trumpet to saxophone. I can make a noise out of a saxophone. I just need to get the keys. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm going to look Half forward to your release off the album after this one, mate. Yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. With the saxophone solos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Um, who, yeah, hit him with it. Who is your favorite uh, comedian or comedic actor? Oh, that's a good one. Favorite comedian. Or comedy actor, if you're not. Or comedy actor. Yeah, stand-up fan, either one. No, I was was watching a guy the other day. What, hang on, you, you got okay. What are your guys' favorite while I think about this? Because I could just be what did silent you, you, like did, you did Louis minute. CK, didn't mine's, you? Jamie? Yeah, mine's Louis CK, yeah. And I and I Louis did CK, uh, Russell Peters when I answered it, and I still stick yeah, by that. Okay, I fucking like Russell that's, Peters a lot, man. He's funny, that's really fun. good, actually. Yeah, I, I do like favorite. Bert Crusher. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. in Europe right yeah. now, I reckon, or he was just in Europe. I know, oh, he was no just way. Over the, yeah. Uh, I saw he was just that. doing a European tour, but yeah, he's great, man. I love him. Mm. I listen to Two Bears One Cave like pretty religious. I was literally listening to it early this morning while I was doing overtime. Actually, I love Tom <laughs> Tom Segura as well. He's very good, yep. and uh, yeah, them two play well of each yeah. other. But my one of my favorite up and comers at the moment, and I was actually watching his YouTube special last night, is Shane Gillis. Have you guys seen any yeah. of his stuff? No, I haven't. He's amazing. Yes. You would really like him, Ties, because yeah? he very much like the shit that I like, and yeah, he's just sick. this. Yeah, he's great. Very very funny. <laughs> Um, just reminds me of myself, just a loose beer drinking like maniac. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're always my my kind of people. So Fuck yeah. um, people. All That's right, question tough. number three, yeah. my man. Yeah. What is your what is your experience or have you had any uh, have you ever meditated and, and what's your experience with it if you have? You know what? I have tried 
And I don't think I was in the place to properly appreciate it mentally mm-hmm. because I was going through it being like, when is this going to finish? Because I've got so much shit to do. Mm. And, and then that's basically uh, not what you want when you're meditating at all. I concur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and my girlfriend also does yoga and she's been trying to get me to do yoga. And every time I do it, I'm like, oh, I can't do this you know, position and this and that. And I'm just very impatient. Like I'm, I'm, I'm wired. Like I don't yeah. sleep very well. Um, like when I fly back to Australia or to the Netherlands, I don't sleep on flights. So I can be awake for like 50 hours and function like a normal human being. Like I just am awake. But um, recently, however, I have kind of noticed that I do need to slow down because I know that I'm kind of like, uh, I'm like sprinting towards the edge of a cliff, I feel. So I need to do something to really chill myself out. So I've recently bought a journal and I'm just starting to write, I guess, write my thoughts down. Awesome. And um, which is really weird because normally I just write music and that's like my, that's my journaling. But now I'm doing more free form writing just to kind of let my brain vomit a little bit with zero format whatsoever. I could just write like banana pancakes and just be like, okay, cool. That's a good day in the journal. Um, But meditation is something that I've spoken with a few people about recently. And they're like, dude, you need to do it. Like it's, it's just gonna, it's gonna calm you down. It's Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of your day. If you spend 10 minutes on the toilet, that's also time well used where you're not doing anything. You're just Mm -hmm. scrolling through Instagram. So why don't you just use that to do, literally nothing yeah that's Mm -hmm. actually a fair point so um i've struggled with it but i want to do it seriously yeah yeah yeah. that's good the journaling thing and look we talk about this a lot but even that can be cut classed as meditative right so if you're like just blocking everything else out and just focusing on the process of like writing that stuff down. Like I think yeah. we've kind of pigeonholed what meditation is. And I think we, what well, the reason we ask that question and try and invoke that is because we've kind of realized through everyone that we've talked to that like when you're locked into writing a song or like recording, you know, like a guitar that can be, I, I believe that that is meditative because you're not focused on your bills yeah. or whatever. It's that one, like one tunnel vision task and you're blocking the rest of the noise out. I think that is as much we've tried to like think like you've got to block everything out and that's meditation. But like, and then, so every, everyone struggles with that concept when they go to do it because they can't shut completely off. Whereas I think yeah. stuff like gaming, you've mentioned that earlier, that's my meditation. Like I'm not worried about the stresses of work or bills or, you know, the argument I've had with my brother or whatever the hell it is when I'm playing yeah. games, I'm focused on shooting that dickhead in the head. Like, you know, and that's the only thing I care about at that moment. I think that is a, is a form of meditation. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like you probably got, you know, elements of that, that actually, you know, for you, a bit of gaming, not 10 hours a day, I'm sure is probably where it tips over into <laughs> meditation and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yes. excess, but yeah. Mm, um, yeah, but look, starting the journaling and that as well, man, that's definitely a form of that because you are just like yeah. slowing down, doing something and not being stressed about the, you know, the rat race or whatever because you're getting stuff out there and feeling that release. That's that's meditative, man. So yeah. I think maybe you're further along that's the so journey true. than you think. Maybe That's very true. Now that you say that, uh, a couple of weekends ago, I had the whole day to myself for writing music. And I said to myself, I'm just going to sit down and I'm just going to write a song. And because I had the, the bones of the track, but I wanted to write it. And I started at like nine o'clock and I finished recording it at two in the morning. And I'd realized that I had only gotten up to pee once. And that I know was the vibes. It. I know the vibes. 
And I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's two in the morning. And then once my body realized that, like the hunger just like smacked me. And I was like, oh, it's like ran downstairs and like eat chocolate or something just to like get rid of that horrible feeling. But yeah, yeah. so there you go. Like yeah. I lost like however many hours that is. That's like a solid 15 hours or something yeah. just yeah. writing music. So fuck um, yeah, man. Maybe, maybe you are definitely onto something. Maybe I already am meditating. Yeah, that's it. Well, for me personally, yeah. I think my meditation is um, going to the gym in the morning. So I go to the gym every morning, basically. Mm. And even though it's not necessarily sitting there doing nothing, like I'm physically lifting heavy, but like it's yeah. just more so about being in your own, like in your own self and not like worrying about what's external. I think that's what we, we're trying to class meditation. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I did have, I did, yeah, as you, as you said about pigeonholing it, I did kind of have it in mind where I'd be sitting down, not doing the home stuff, but mm. more just, just sitting down and just closing your eyes and just trying to shut your brain off. But I, yeah, maybe that just doesn't work for me because I'm not, I can't just shut my brain off. But yeah, um, exactly. yeah, if it is just, if it is doing something that basically just channels A, your breathing and then B, just your mindfulness about one specific thing, then that's pretty cool. Well, I yeah. even think like it, it, as weird as it is, right? So I'll go, I walk like every day. I'll always go for like a few K, especially because I work from home. So I'm at this desk fucking, you know, 40 hours a week. So I have to walk. <laughs> and on days where it's like yeah. 40 degrees outside or whatever, and I can't walk, like it makes such a difference because of how like important yeah. it is to, you know, feeling good. But like there's a difference between when I walk and I listen to a podcast, I have a different feeling. Uh, like I love it and it's one of my favorite things to do. But when I walk and I listen to music, it feels more introspective because like I'm kind of just like listening to the music mm. and I'm with myself rather than when you're listening to a podcast, you're kind of like tuning into the conversation. You feel like, yeah. you know, you're a part of something. Yeah. Um, whereas like with, so it kind of feels external. You're, you're, you know, you're like listening to something external to yourself. Whereas when I listen to music, then I'm just with myself. So like, I'll listen to podcasts like probably 70% of the time when I'm walking because I just, it, you know, kills the time kind of thing quicker and sure. when I'm driving sure. as well. But then I, I make a habit of like, you know what, today it's a music day. Like, let's go for a walk with music because it's like, it's a different yeah. feeling. And it's like, yeah, that introspective, I'm kind of spending time with my thoughts as opposed to um, spending time being distracted from them. Um, so it's interesting as well, like how even just those kind of subtle, you know, recognizing the differences in that and and kind of leaning towards it because you know that it offers something different, um, I think is mm. super important as well. Yeah. That's really true. It's almost like you're finding the right vibration to resonate with what's happening within, in right. a way. Yep. Because, yeah, Absolutely. sometimes you wake up and be like, oh, I feel like listening to something a bit more chill. And you might, you know, walk along the street, listen to Marvin Gaye or something like that. But yep. the other days you'd be like, it feels like an alpha wolf kind of morning. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly 100%. Right. Aggressively down the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I do it because like we, I, I love like uh, you know EDM bangers and shit like that. Like I've, I love old yeah. school like Porter Robertson, Dead Mouse, like the stuff that like when I was going to town Sick. back in the day was like, uh, <laughs> what was going on and um and so yeah, like you do, you have those mornings where I wake up and I'm like, yeah, when I go for my walk today, it's a, uh, it's listen to you know Strobe, the ten minute song by Dead Mouse while I'm walking, and then yeah, oh, the next day yeah. it's like give me you know Never Bloom by Make Them Suffer. It's uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it, different different strokes for different folks on some days that's for sure that's it have Should you we... found when you've been walking that you you listen to a song that's like super energetic and then you've started jogging yeah I'm yeah you just notice yeah. yourself yeah pick up <laughs> picking that up the pace, pace. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah or the opposite yeah. if you listen to something chill and you're like you're like oh, fuck, <laughs> oh, i'm walking really fucking slow yeah. right now I'm, like... I'm on a bench i didn't even realize <laughs> i'm just i'm, I'm laying down yeah yeah um all right question I, all right uh, question number four let's let's uh, let's hit him with it let's hit him with it uh, uh give me give me three things that you're grateful for today 
uh, okay, my my upbringing. Okay, we've had that before. That's cool. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I haven't had that answer and I really like it. So. Yeah, I like that. There oh, you cool. go. You're knocking off the first time. Yeah. You, you, you've got the it's, record. It's, it's 6 a.m. where he is and he's thinking about his upbringing. Like, it's I fucking, know, it's, it's, it's fucking oh, it's great. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an introspective guy. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. Um, yeah, no, 100% my upbringing. Yeah. Um, I can't, I'm like, I'm so grateful to my parents for the way that, that I grew up, the house I lived in and the place I lived in and the, the school I went to and everything. Um, it wasn't a prep, it was just like a primary school, like a public primary school, but they chose the right one. And yeah, no, they they fostered my love for music and they're not really music people, but they fostered my love for music and for sport and for, for asking for asking questions, for taking responsibility for myself, um, even though I still struggle with that a lot. Um, yeah, they, they're just the best people on the planet and uh, I'm so grateful for them. Um, the second thing is I'm grateful to my girlfriend as well because she keeps my head screwed on when it's definitely loose and about to fall off most of the mm. time. Um, and then I'm also, oh, the third one. I'm, yeah, I probably get off this and be like, oh, I was grateful. For that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have a list of 10 uh, things you've been thinking of. Like. Yeah. I'm also grateful for just my my ability to understand how to write and make music because mm. i think without the music that i have and my ability to write the stuff and really just put into music form exactly what i'm feeling i think without that i'd probably be just a, an absolute mess so i'm also just grateful to just to the, you know to the people that who have helped me um develop musically over the years whether that's my my guitar tutor my trumpet tutor um people i've found on youtube it's like how to sing or how to scream or yeah. whatever it is i'm grateful to every single person who's helped me musically that's amazing man awesome, awesome. they were really good man yeah. you did a good job and now for some fun Thanks. with a final question to wrap it all up the one that everyone wor- is the only one they're worried wait, about wait so you, what what are you what are you guys thankful for Oh, oh, there you go. That's yeah. We I don't think we've we've we answered this ourselves the first time we yeah. did it, but we haven't had a guest put it back on us. No, we haven't, have we? Um, you go I'll, first. I'll probably, AJ, man. I'll probably answer this again, but man, I'm grateful for this podcast. Uh, we, I've definitely answered it with that question before, but every time, like we've just had another amazing chat. Thank you so much again for for getting on here at five five at well four forty five, <laughs> whatever it was that you jumped on. Um, but it just allows us, like you know. Oh, no, I'm actually going to Ryan's house tonight. Oh, it's his birthday today. We haven't actually called it out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I did put yeah, a beautiful yeah. post on your Happy wall. Birthday. I don't know thank you, yet, thank but, you, thank you. Um, you know, I put I put the video on your wall. Did you see the post? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Of us so, at Unify. Yeah. We were talking about Unify earlier, right? And so we're at this festival and we were walking around to everyone like and we were saying like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Can I possibly trouble you for? And you see their face ready. Like, is he going to ask for ask a for cigarette? Yeah, is yeah. he going <laughs> to ask for like beers or something else? And then so you were watching them be like, oh, what does this giant dickhead want? And then we were just going for a shaka bra and asking him. And then like they would realize and then start laughing. They'd be like, be yeah. Like, <laughs> and so I've got the video on our, on the podcast TikTok. So I posted it on his wall this morning just as a reminder it's of our so absolute just the most metal festival thing yeah we also saw these yeah. guys right so they were like building uh wizard sticks that like you played wizards before i'm sure where you tape your beer to the bottom of your last beer kind of thing you've seen that at yeah. least played yeah so everyone was playing that at the festival like all the different people and then they were like getting on each other's shoulders and like jousting with their wizard sticks until like security broke it up but like they literally had a crowd of like yeah a good 500 of- people yeah there's a lot of people people watching, yeah. joust with beer wizard sticks <laughs> i'm like this is just the most 
most fucking metal thing of all time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, amazing. I'm grateful for this podcast, and uh, I'm just I'm grateful for um, the. I went to a a suicide intervention course last week, um, and it's been. I wanted to ask about that. Yeah, it's it's it was incredible, just absolutely incredible. One of the the coolest things I've ever been a part of. As much as I guess anything can be cool when you're talking about heavy subject matter, but it's just really Mm. um, made a difference to me and kind of shown like kind of cemented even more how passionate I am about making a difference in this space and giving me heaps of ideas about where I would kind of want to take myself, um, you know, in my career or, or just things that I want to be involved in, you know, helping the community in more ways than, you know, just this podcast, which I think is already doing a great job, but there's always more that we can be doing. So, um, yeah, I'm just super grateful to, uh, the next step Australia for, for giving me the opportunity to, to jump in and do that course and, and, uh, you know, um, being able to now have something tangible to show as like, you know, accreditation of my ability to kind of help people in that space more than just that I'm a passionate dude. So, um, yeah, that's it for me, Ryan. How about you? What, what are you grateful for, man? Um, I think, um, I think like to, to kick it off, um, really for me is my friends and family for, to like, for how they've like, you know, really made me feel like today like you know i don't know i've never been one that like you know celebrates birthdays too hectically but like today i've just felt so fucking loved man like it's so cool like it's actually so cool um so yeah my friends and family um yeah massive shout out to everybody i love you all so much um and then the second thing i'd say is my health so having that surgery a month ago um then like the two weeks after that got like not been able to go to the gym and like just sitting there like not been able to really do work and just being fucked out and all the the painkillers and shit and i was like fuck like i don't feel healthy and now that i'm kind of like i've like almost recovered and i'm going to the gym back you know five six times a week again and i'm just i'm just really grateful for my health as well so yeah my friends and family for supporting me with everything i do and my health Beautiful. that's awesome all right now on to the fun let's stuff. do it question number five drum roll would you rather fight a horse-sized duck duck. or a hundred duck-sized horses and why that jumper's dope by the way but yeah that's killer that's fucking killer thank you i wore it to a to the dying fetus concert and i thought it was a perfect fit yeah Yeah, it's it's a it's a very pink sweater the lights kind of fading that out but yeah i felt very cute yeah um I honestly, I'm gonna say a horse-sized duck. Okay. Because I have a huge affinity with birds. Like I don't know what it is. You know, like when Snow White starts singing to the, all the little finches on the tree. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Film? That's me. That's <laughs> you're the pigeon whisperer. Um, oh yeah, like I can I I can speak with cockatiels. Like I used to have a cockatiel, and we literally talked to each other. And then me and my girlfriend went to a, a pet store recently, and I was literally just speaking with the cockatiels in the cage and stuff and just like handling them and then this yeah she was just like how the fuck <laughs> like, what? yeah how are yeah, you doing yeah. This? so yeah um i would not fight the duck because i'd end up becoming friends with it and then i'd be able to use it as a trusty steed oh yeah, okay yeah, all right steed. so we'd fucking steed. he'd do that what that guy does in jurassic park where he's like puts his hand up to him and yeah <laughs> yeah old chris pratt yeah 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 For sure that's well, that's 100 percent it 
Yeah, well, Josh, I just want to say thank you again so much uh, for jumping on, for getting on in this ungodly hour, for having a, a fantastic conversation. Before we uh, let you go, quickly plug uh, everything Sugar Spine, where they can yeah. find you. What's the what's the way to search you on Instagram or whatever? Um, well, at first, first of all, thank you both so much for having me on. I think it was it was such a cool discussion to have, and it's it's touched on things for me personally that I haven't thought about in, in quite a while as well. Um, and Amazing. that's both. That's both uh, kind of melancholy, but it's also really nice as well because it kind of reminds me of the things that I have carried and I've also kind of put away. Just maybe it's too heavy to deal with, but yeah, yeah no, I I really appreciate that we've touched on those things, and uh, I'm so thankful that you know for the time that you guys have given me today. Oh, thank so, you, man. Yeah, thank, thank you, bro. Yeah, that means a lot. Um, I, yeah. So uh, I guess uh, Sugar Spine is releasing a new album. This year, I would say in the middle, hasn't been properly released yet, but production is underway. It's going to have 10 songs on it. It is going to have a bunch of really, really cool vocalists doing some guest spots on it. Sick. Um, Sick. I, I don't want to spoil it yet. Nah, let, let it simmer. Let it simmer. That, um, all I can say is that for people who are listening I'm and not watching, I'm wearing the beanie of the band right now. Yeah. And... Um, for the other two, I'm not going to say anything, especially yeah, okay. one of them. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. And the, this guy doesn't really do guest spots. But then he said to me, as soon as I heard the song, I was 100% in. And I was like, holy Ooh, shit. Wow. Man, I'm hype as so, fuck, bro. I can't wait. That's yeah, cool. I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you after who it is, but I can't. Right. I don't want to say it here. All right, so, all right, so all okay, right, man. right. I literally I literally started dancing in the rock climbing gym when I got <laughs> yeah, the message. Fuck that, it. That That's how you know you're like, it. yeah, I'm keen, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I, And yeah, then yeah. I had to explain to my friend why I was so happy about someone screaming. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah. He's not really into metal. I just don't get it, yeah. Yeah, but no, uh, Throat Full of Ashes out. That's able to list, to be uh, to be streamed everywhere. It's on YouTube, all the all the fires, all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a new song coming out, I would say, around April. And uh, I think that's the main thing, honestly. Just yeah, to follow on, you know, follow me, Sugar Spine. I think I think it's Sugar Dot Spine or something like that on Instagram. Yeah, you'll find it. There's not yep. many bands called Sugar Spine I've found, yeah. which is kind of yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's it. Listen to my music and uh, scream. Amazing. Well, Fuck Josh, yeah, mate, man. thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. It's been an awesome chat. It's actually been a really good chat. So yeah, thanks for getting yeah. up early yeah. and um, yeah, tuning in all the way from Europe, man. And hopefully you'll thank be back you at us one time, and we might be able to you know organize a catch up in person. And hopefully you'll be playing on stage as well. That's yeah, the, that's the yeah, hope yeah. I've got for the future. I'm looking forward to this compilation album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to do it, man. We're going to have to do it. It's a great idea. uh, All right, mate, we'll let you go. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll speak soon. Thanks, mate. I burn to show a picture of the only solution there is But it pictures me in his direction The killers are so blind and divine But you just went ahead and decided to let yourself Wow.
Better.